All right, emergency podcast, MHB here. Uh, just got back from kickball. Uh, we, we won, by the way. My kickball team is called Big Time Kickball. I, I'm not kidding. And, and yes, yes, that is a, a play on big time football. I wanted to give this brief addition to the podcast today uh, because I listened back to it as I was riding back. And there's some things I, I want to say that, that I didn't include in here that I think is Im- important to include. Clearly, we're going to get into Kirk's uh, Periscope announcement where he announced an all, his ultimatum with uh, with Radio.com and Intercom Management saying that he's not going to give them any content or work at all on anything that they have uh, until they get their head out of their asses. They take him out of the fucking broom closet at Mix. They get, get, give him a real producer that's capable of actually giving audio quality that doesn't sound like it was recorded in a fucking tin can or a potato uh, and, and, and actually give him a show date. Promote it. I don't know radio.com here's a genius idea radio.com there's something called um i think it's called a, a re uh, retweet 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 that's yes that's right retweet yeah i think that you could maybe from time to time i know that this might break the bank if you could retweet kirk's podcast when they come out that that would be that'd be great i know that we're all real interested in in wendy williams and and, and these five great fad diets for single moms that you, the articles that you tweet out every single day uh, but but maybe a little bit of promotion might not be the worst thing so we're going to get into that, uh, but there's also some people that I need to say something to. Let's go to uh, radio.com, intercom, executive leadership. Okay, okay. Let's start at the top. David Field, chairman, president, and chief executive officer. David Field. Fuck you! Let's keep going. J.D. Crowley, chief digital officer. J.D., my buddy, my boy, J.D., J.D. Dizzle. Listen up. Fuck you! Okay, now let's go to Mike D, President of Sports. That sounds like a really, really intense job. President of Sports. I wonder what they do. Do, do they do they say that, that we want to talk about more offense than defense? Or maybe we can talk about special teams. So Mike D, take a listen. Fuck you! Okay, let's talk about Michael Doyle, uh, the Regional President and President of Sales and Operations. Mike? Fuck you! Okay, now let's talk about Wheezy Kramer. Hey, Wheezy, how you doing? Wheezy, that's a great band. Wheezy's one of my... Weezer is one of my favorite bands. Uh, Wheezy, how you doing? Fuck you! And here we have our good buddy, Tim the Moron Murphy, Executive Vice President in Corporate Business Development. Tim! Fuck you! All right, Pat Paxton, Chief Programming Officer. Hey, Pat! Fuck you! Bob Phillips. Fuck you! Richard Schmeling. Fuck you! And Andrew Souter. Fuck you! Some other people that need to hear this. Sam Kennedy. Fuck you! Shirley Lung. Fuck you! Bob Murchison. Fuck you! Joe the Rat Zambrano. Fuck you! Jerry Callahan. Fuck you! Chris Curtis. Fuck you! Mike motherfucking Mitnansky. Fuck you! Ken Laird. Fuck you! Rob Backstabbing Bradford. Fuck you! And last but certainly not least, the pig troll vomit cunt himself, Brian Riccio. Fuck you! Just needed to get that off my chest. Enjoy the podcast. Part of BlindsidePods.com This is a Metafan Show special presentation. Welcome to a superfan roundtable on the week's events in the world of Kirk Menahan. This is the Menafan Show. Hey, it's DEC along with MHB. We're here, and we're here 
for the very reason that we kind of dreaded might happen, that some big news popped, uh, something might happen to Kirk, and today something did happen to Kirk. He staged a walkout, had a, an ultimatum strike, whatever you want to call it, but he's done taking shit, and I'm a little pissed off that it seems like it's Steve and Providence who precipitated all of this. But leave leave it to hell? one of the, the great callers and the great idiots, as Kirk said in, in, in WEI history. I think he said one of the terrible callers. Did he say terrible callers? I, so. I know that. So, so Steve, uh, I wish Steve could join us tonight on the podcast, but Steve actually called me right after he finished up with Kirk. And he was like, he's like, John, I'm sweating through my shirt. <laughs> he's like, we spent literally 30 minutes screaming at each other. You know, Steve was making comments about Kirk's wife, which I know he hates to talk about. Uh, Steve was basically, you know, was saying that my parents are dead too. I don't, you don't hear me bitching about it all the time. They were going back and forth, but I guess somehow, some way, this guy that's a maniac, the guy, the, the genius behind Keep It Classy with Steve, changed Kirk's mind. I guess I, I'm I, I'm not sure. That seems that seems to be the sense I got. Yeah, that's. I don't know. We, we, we've been yelling and screaming for like the last two or three days. That didn't seem to move everything. But Steve, with his stupid comments, that's what got things going. And here's the other thing that I think is funny about this is that I never thought in my life that when we're talking about two inspirational figures that you would somehow compare Neil Young and Steve from <laughs> Providence in the same sentence no as kidding. two inspirational figures. It, it, it's it's too fucking perfect. It's only it, it would only happen in this little bizarre, strange, fucked up universe that we're in. Yeah, but not us. Him, <laughs> but not us. Oh, well, I mean, I hey, mean, what, what the hell has Steve done? At the end of the day, Steve is a maniac, and I think that Kirk and Steve have a lot in common with their their kind of manic personalities. I think that they they both speak a language that they that they both understand is what I would say. I think it reinforces when people say about Kirk that he's going to hate you for the rest of his life. It really means a span of hours or days. Yeah, well, I hey. don't like Kirk. I don't. I don't. I don't like Steve anymore. I'm never going to talk to him. Yeah, he's the one who precipitated this. He had some good points. Well, the other thing that's that's funny is last night we predicted that this would happen. Uh, the, the, that tr that the the inaugural Minifan edition of of take takeover of Trash Talk, we predicted that. Blind Mike's podcast with uh, Moroso was never going to see the light of day. Uh, I knew yesterday that Steve had but taped. For different reasons. Yeah, well, well he, we thought for different reasons. Uh, I knew that Steve had taped with Kirk. We didn't want to divulge it. Now we know that Kirk is not going to release anything until June 15th, correct? Or he's not going to even podcast or do anything affiliated with intercomradio.com until that time. No, as late as that. If they come to their senses, maybe tonight the strike is over. But, I mean, let's be honest. Oh, that's not going to Listen, listen. We're talking to some of the, 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 the biggest geniuses in, in the radio business, right? These are the people that are the, the brains behind big-time basketball and big-time baseball, okay? Um so there's, there, it's not like we're talking about uh, people that are are new to this. They know what they're doing here. They they've handled a, a strike before. I think that they're I think that they're ready and waiting to to, to play a game of chicken with the one and only Kirk Menahan. I think it's a different situation with Kirk though because he does have money. I hate to put the the money thing in, into into being a factor, but he doesn't have to work if he doesn't want to work, and if he's smart enough to take legal action i think he's got a good case the hell is that in the background i have no idea 
the hell is that? Maybe that's our guest. Uh, last minute, we decided to text our buddy, friend of the show, uh, our second repeat guest, our good buddy, Dave Colonnane, who's on the line. Dave, can you hear us? Yeah, that was me. I fucked that up big time. I just clicked the, I clicked the radio.com app by accident, and I don't know what was playing. Why would you do that? I don't know. I think it was, it was by the way, it was Stasi. It's not, what did you call her on the Stacey? trash? Stacy. It's Stasi. Okay. Oh, it's Stasi. Makeup yes. tutorials with Stasi. What I liked is on the banner, they had an overnight show that they were promoting. It was like two in the morning till 6 a.m. This Not is what this I'm saying. show, Dave, but an you, overnight show. You're somebody that's been in this universe, granted, for a long for, time, your, long time. For, yes, you're a long time radio pro. You've been involved in the intercom family for 48 hours before yes. your, 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 your early. Uh, a long, long 48 hours. Go on. Yes, your untimely death and demise. Yep. Uh, what the fuck is so hard for radio.com to retweet Kirk's podcast? That is a that's a question. Unfortunately, I can't answer. Unfortunately, I do not know the. Uh, it seems first of all, it seems like it's a whole automated thing that they're doing. They're just picking up some shitty kind of like people RSS feed or something like that. You know? Mm. Do you think something like this is personal or is it just incompetence? Um, a little of both. I didn't really interact with. First of all, I didn't interact with anybody on the management until my demise. So I didn't really get a vibe on the radio.com culture. Everything I dealt with was just kind of conversations with Kirk uh, about the show specifically and ideas that we had and stuff like that. So I don't know. They obviously seem scared shitless of him personally, which is asinine, especially in a digital world. Just let him go. And when they see the success of places like Barstool, I don't know if they have seen the success of Barstool. If you're not doing anything similar to what Barstool's doing. Well, are they living under a fucking rock? Like, how is that possible? I don't know. That was always my that was always my kind of mentality, and that's why I think that at least in the phone conversations that I had with Kirk, uh, you know, our mindset on content was exactly the same. It really yeah. doesn't it doesn't matter if we're doing a formalized podcast in a shitty mix, whatever one hundred four one studio, or if we're doing a Periscope. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. No, I know what you mean. I think, and I think the thing with Kirk now is that now it's going to be difficult to ever go back to these people because we know loyalty is something that's super super important to Kirk. Uh, is that is that what he says? Is that a big is that loyalty is a big that's, deal? That's what he says. He hates backstabbers. He hates I, people that, that that go behind his back and stab him in the back. I, I love the pe- I love the people who tweeted at me yesterday as if I sent something or played something to corporate behind <laughs> his back. I mean, not that anybody. I mean, the only thing people know about me was the shitty podcast performance that I had on your show. Yeah. But that is something fair, I would I think you never were, do. You were like ten beers deep when you were on our show the first time. <laughs> to be right. fair, you're already yeah. starting your second shitty appearance. So yes. <laughs> now it's a trend. Coming from you the last few weeks, that's uh, that's a compliment. Holy shit! This guy's about? bringing the I've been, heat. I've been on, this guy. on goddamn fire yelling. I don't know about. I don't know about that. Well, hold on. I can't play clips because I don't have a sound. I don't have a mixer next to me. But I cut up clips from that Moroso interview. Oh, you should hear how you started it. I am kind of befuddled by what your problem is with me. It was like, why do you want to fight with me? I thought you <laughs> were going to battle this guy. Why would you let him come to your turf and play nice when you could just go for the jugular? You are obsessed with you were obsessed with sound quality, and you just let him off the hook because you just wanted to be nice. He can't learn anything if everybody's just going to be nice to him and not actually tell him what's happening. Well, I think we did, but I'll take that as, as valid criticism. I tried to ask him that question to try and get him going, and that was a mistake because when I asked that, he, he turned over like a soft pillow. I if, if you told me what would affect me more on Twitter, people calling me fat and stupid or people telling me I'm lousy at production 
and production is literally the only responsibility of my job. Yeah. It is it is insanity to think that somebody can't just go to YouTube and say, how do I fix sound levels in Adobe Audition? But I've come to his defense, at least to both of you guys privately, about mm. the differences between the, not that we need to do this, I know this is DEC's thing, but the differences between the platform Talking that you guys- Talking tech with Dave talk, Colonnade yeah. and DEC. <laughs> Talking tech. There's a major difference between what you guys are doing and what he's doing. I'm coming to his defense, even though he threw me under the absolute bus and took yeah, pride in a grown man with a child expecting another one, losing his job for oh, really hours. expecting another one. Congratulations. Thank you. For, oh, I didn't break that. This is it's uh, a boy or girl? Boy or girl? It, it's going to be a boy. Oh, is, this, yeah. is, is the name Judas? Keep this in mind, Dave. That Judas Cullinane. <laughs> when Kirk talks about being, you're cut out from his life forever. The longest it's ever been has been three months for people. He brought yes. back. He brought back Reamer. He brought back uh, the fat toad whose name escapes me, Tomasi. So <laughs> you're right on. Toad. You've got about Pink a month Tomasi. or two to go. I'm on schedule. You're on schedule. Well, listen, I mean, I think people thought- He said you were hired today. He said you were hired today. He he did. That was a big moment. I do geek out when he kind of retweets this stuff because I just think it's our our own little bubble, right? That we're just communicating. You guys have have shared some some flirtatious eyes back and forth. I can see it. Yeah. I can see it. He's going back. He's going, it's it's after the affair, but there's still, he's still looking at the old text sort of deal. I can, I can see that. There's- I I love it. I love every second of it. I mean, listen, this is, this isn't fake. It's not bullshit. It's, you know- the guy is the we're here we're talking about him on this podcast he's the best in the business so he he's not on the air right now i don't give a shit if i worked for him or not if he fired me for the right reasons or the wrong reasons whatever it is i'm not gonna bullshit that i still think he's the best in the business and i'm gonna talk about that on fucking twitter there's not a lot of national people who talk like individual like he has conversations with his co-hosts and producers like i have with my friends and family at a bar other people claim they do it and it sounds fake and contrived there's not a lot of people on par with him on radio nationally. The only place you can go is who you reference all the time. The Rogans of the world who just invite people to the studio and they shoot the shit. Yeah. It's weird shit. They're probably stoned and drunk and, and it goes all over the place. His yeah. is a little bit more structured mm-hmm. in the radio bubble, but it it's not even close. It's He's it's night and day. Stern right now. Stern oh, has legacy, but far. Stern is not very good anymore. By far. St- Howard Stern that is getting blowjobs from the Boston Globe, by the way. The same the same paper that compared in Shirley Long's fucking shit article that her, her fucking hit piece that I knew about that I, I predicted that she comes out with a hit piece comparing that he's he, he steals his act from Howard Stern and all this misogyny bullshit that same paper writes a fucking article uh, yesterday or the day before saying that Howard Stern finds his love of reading he just loves to read oh, it just it makes me sick that they that these people they talk out of both sides of their mouth they, they, they try and demean Kirk for being like Howard Stern and then they kiss Stern's ass he's, he's definitely better than Stern in fact there's a tweet from uh, Paul Chartier today, and I think he said the greatest radio talent in Boston has been shelved indefinitely because he challenged virtue signaling assholes Bob Merchinson, Lung, the Boston Globe, John Henry, Linda Pizzuti, and Sam Kennedy, who is David Field's best friend forever. Mm-hmm. Guilty of the high crime of being mean to hypocrites. Well said, uh, Paul. That's that is exactly hundred hundred percent true. Okay, so so let's reset though for folks that don't even know uh, because maybe there could there could be people that aren't on Twitter that are listening to this podcast. Like, what the fuck are you guys even talking about? Do we have any sound of Kirk uh, of Kirk's announcement? So uh, I've been doing the podcast for the past couple of months. Um, some good, some bad, whatever. 
Obviously, the audio is an issue with it. Frustrates me. I have to do it from a booth that mix one of four point one. That frustrates me. The sound, uh, like I said, pisses me off. Um, what pisses me off the most, I think, and while I appreciate getting paid in full, and that's wonderful, is uh, I left the old place. Uh, you know. El Titanic, you know, uh, in November of 2015. One second. Let me see the, uh, let me find the, oh, let me see if I can find the, oh. So what Kirk is doing, he's at Barnes and Noble or some bookstore. He's lying oh, down the in the middle of the floor Mutt looking Callahan. under the bookshelf. Right there. And that's where he found EEI um, And when I did that, I, uh, I was promised things, you know. I was promised that I was going to have a show on radio.com That's where I right. could do whatever I wanted to do right mm-hmm. um, it's now Did the middle happen. of May I have no producer I have no studio I have no firm show date I have nothing uh, and I am gonna I'm told whenever this show happens it's going to be part of radio.com sports <laughs> which I'm just not understanding that at all what the whole radio.com sports. This seems like it's management who thinks that the podcasting or online world is just like radio, except it's on a web browser. They yeah, don't get what this is. That's my that's my problem with this entire shit. It's like let's 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 take a bad station like WEEI and recreate it with worse shows on radio.com. Makes no sense. These are shows that if you call if you started a third station in Boston with sports and put them on, EEI would beat them and the sports hub would be EEI. Who yeah. gives a shit about Scalabrini? John Heyman? <laughs> He's not lighting up the world. Don't get me started. But, on but the Payne. whole idea of I've got to have a network of these shows at certain times in certain blocks. There is nothing linear about the internet and internet radio. It comes and goes. You have multiple choices. I can't just listen to Joe Rogan at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. I can listen whenever I want. It's just stupid. I can't identify with anybody who thinks it's rational to put Kirk Minahan, that type of personality, in the mix with any of those people. I, I really don't understand it. This, what Kirk talked about today on the podcast, or on the on the Periscope, it's something he's already talked about on the podcast. It's something we talked about probably a month before I was actually even hired. So this is this cannot be a foreign concept to the people that matter at Entercom. So it's it's to me, if I'm a betting man, I'm betting we're we're getting a 30 days and he is not getting what he wants. You think so? I, I how, this is not foreign territory. <laughs> this is he has repeated this ad nauseum. If he if he did it with me and he did it on the podcast, he's done it with them. And it hasn't happened yet. So I don't I, I truly don't understand. At some it. at some point and what I like about this is at some point you've gotta fucking fight back to these people. These people these idiots that don't that, that can't understand that they've got somebody who's a generational talent, somebody that is the best personality at least in Boston and is and, and would compete nationally with any of the big guys put him up against put put fucking Kirk up against uh, Colin Cowherd on there, the guy that just said uh, he, uh, uh I well I I think it's very thoughtful what uh what what the Celtics are doing here. They have a blueprint. Like I just can't fucking handle that these radio executives think that that's what the people actually want to hear because they're safe like at the end of the day people like kirk are necessary so that we don't end up with dale arnold and mike greenberg doing all of our fucking content i'll lump cowherd in with the rest of them do you think entercom knows what they have in kirk no they underestimate his talent yes yeah, no, I think that I think that they're just not fans, or this comes directly from the top. Because again, according to Paul, 
that the CEO of Entercom, the owner of Entercom, uh, Field, David Field, is great friends with Kennedy, and, and Sam Kennedy hates, hates, fucking hates Kirk. But here's the thing. Whether Kirk is on the Radio.com platform or whether he goes and does it himself, he's out there in the public sphere. Why would you not try to capitalize off that from a monetary standpoint? He's going to say the same thing no matter where he goes. Either you're making money with him or you're not. Do you think know, and, that and, the management who saw this podcast, this the Periscope today, was surprised by this? No. Uh, do no, you think I don't, when they I, heard it, they're shaking and they're, are they looking and saying, "I didn't think it would come to this. I didn't think he'd do something like that." What do we do? Or are they? No, just like I think I think Kirk? they. This is not out of character for Kirk. I lo- I fucking love it because it's classic Kirk. He's going to give us all the behind the scenes juicy gossip, all the raw intensity and anger that you would save for a closed door meeting with your boss. That this guy's just going to do it right there, do it fucking live in the middle of a Barnes and Noble, losing his you know losing his mind, rolling around. Where, well, you know Sally in the young adult fiction section has to step over this guy rolling around on the floor looking for Mutton Callahan's God, ratings. Like, I love yeah, it. I love it. It seemed like it. a mafia type thing that, hey, I've got to do this in the most public place so I'm not retaliated against. That's all I can right. exactly. doing it in the but bookstore. It, is that because he was meeting somebody or was that a chance meeting between him and Steve? No, so oh, yeah, yeah. Let, let's get into that real quick. So, um, so Steve from Providence, two two Steves. Let's talk about the tor- the story of two Steves. So, Steve unfortunately is uh, coaching um, a, a little league game. I that's believe, a euphemism or- from going. Th- that, that's a euphemism yeah. for going to a strip club right now. Yeah, well, yeah, either that or he's he's <laughs> watching the Little League game below the bleachers. Um, <laughs> so it could be either one of the two. Um, and Steve texted me and was like, "Hey, can you leave a voicemail?" He obviously didn't. Um, but he said, "Take into account." At the time, I was extremely heated, but I asked him why he doesn't broadcast from his house, and Kirk said he wanted to be treated like a professional. I asked if most professionals, especially number one rated professionals, draws in most markets are put in producers' second studio booths to broadcast while having a stupid-ass producer. Uh, and then that's, I think that was his essential argument. In addition to the audio quality sounding like shit, his whole thing was like, listen, like if you, you're, you're a generational talent, you think that there's a fucking single radio.com or entercom employee that could do a periscope from a Barnes and Noble and have that sort of impact and reaction on Twitter, you'd be fucking hard pressed to find. You think Mike Francesa do that? Maybe because people making fun of him, like because Funhouse could make fun of him relentlessly. Sure. But not in a way that is actually going to move people and get people invested and make people and make people fucking care about it. So he's saying, listen, like you're being, you're being treated like a second class citizen. Kirk said it today in the podcast where he feels like they're even sneering at him and laughing at him to the point that his whole his 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 uh his his old producer the guy suffering from alcoholic hepatitis is fucking trying to troll him and send his producer fake phone numbers like he's being laughed at and scoffed at from idiots behind the scenes and i think he's fucking fed up with it that's infuriating that was pretty oh come on that was pretty good by curtis i just i mean if he's got to give the number but he he didn't though yeah, I know, I know. That's he, ridiculous. He Curtis, I used to give Curtis guest numbers all the time. I can't, I can't fathom why he would just choose to just fuck. I over bet it's, yeah, I like bet that. it's just that. It's that Curtis has been fucked with his whole life. Everybody fucked with him, and now he's he's the king of the hill. And now he's that guy who got yeah. got the shit beat out of him, and he feels he can kick varsity quarterback ends. Curtis. That's exactly what he is, varsity quarterback Curtis. But when Kurt went back for that farewell show with Jerry, 
varsity quarterback Curtis, he scampered off with his tail between his legs real quick, real fast. So, so sorry, Curtis. Uh, you can you can blame yourself uh, because um, I think that it's important. Again, loyalty, uh, Dave, very important. Loyalty is important. I've heard, that. I've heard dialogue that for the city. God, fuck that toad. Oh my God, the producers aren't going to talk on the air anymore. Oh Jesus Christ Almighty, we're so screwed. You had an idea, Dave. Uh, Four ninety nine a month. Can you explain to me if you work? Because Kirk said you're hired. If you're that's right, rehired. You're rehired, rehired. rehired right, we got to get that right. Let's be specific. Yep. yep. Uh, how would you go about it? What What is your recommendation for Kirk? If let's say thirty days go by, Intercom says now, nah, and then Kirk says, okay, well I'm going to press pursue legal action, buy out of my contract, get the fuck out of here. What's yep. your What's your idea? Give me forty eight hours. We will have a Netflix like app for Kirk Minahan on every single platform you can think of. His show will be video streamed. It will be podcasts on every channel. We would have Minifan show. Uh, the podcast will be live streamed. All that good stuff. Give me 48 Woo! hours. $4.99 a month, and I will not budge on the price. Hey, that means, dude, we're talking about fucking trip to Starbucks. Like, yes. seriously. Like, yes. Like, you, you pay. What is, what, is, um, what is the Boston Sports Journal cost a year? or What's a lifetime membership of the Boston Sports Journal? Too much. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm sure it's. I'm sure it's a lot. I don't know what Bedard co- what charges for anything. I haven't. Make it, they are about to scratch um, ten thousand subscribers. I think. Oh wow, huge! Yeah, Allegedly. big big milestone for them. The, the real <laughs> downside here has been the Minifan show. We lost out on Mark Morosa coming on once enough to give us the scoop. Oh God! What are we gonna do, guys? <laughs> I'm so upset. Mark Moroso is not gonna come on our podcast once a month. The world is ending. That's it. I don't know if I can go on looking up train schedules right now. Phil Amtrak, Philadelphia schedule. If, what if am I gonna an do? Upside. We've seen the last of Mark Moroso. He's gone. God. Yeah, I know. And this is before that we could have him back on again to do the the final execution. And again, I'd no, say, I can, I can forgive. Uh, Who says Mark Moroso isn't a part of this venture? I can forgive. What is Even he, though he threw me under the bus we need on somebody, your show. We, we know that he can't book guests. I mean, yeah. if you heard his call into Marty Walsh, that was pathetic. Yeah, but he's funny. He's funny, though. So we, he can come on. Oh, he's a funny guy. Yeah, he, yeah, he's a funny guy. I hear he's a funny guy. So you brought he, he up. Says, you he brought. He'll tell you if you ask him. Speaking right. of Marty Walsh, where does this leave the Marty Walsh investigation? Um... Let's just say that, to my understanding, that is still 100% uh, uh, full steam ahead. All right. So let's go to Dave's business plan because I've got iTunes up and I'm seeing the New York Times has a really good podcast. Joe Rogan is all over the place. Pardon my take. Why would Kirk not want to put a podcast up that's ad supported like a Rogan, like a... uh, Oh, first of all, it's $4.99 with ads, just to let you know. But go on. (laughs) What's the point of paying for it if there's ads? Uh, you, you ask questions later, but keep going. What are your questions about the business so model? We have, we have the Barstool ones, you have Pod Safe America. All of these seem to make money. Why would Kirk not want to hook up with a network or do it on his own, be ad-supported so that he has a bigger audience? Why would the, ad, why would the, the paywall be better than the no paywall? Um, because I just think from if you want Kirk to produce daily content on a regular basis we have to help subsidize that venture to sit back and wait for ad dollars to get there it's it's going to take time obviously if he went on his own he doesn't own the rss feed that's generating the big numbers that he's getting right now he has to build it back up from scratch he has a loyal audience if we can monetize that audience we can build out new products what more do you need what more do you need dc kirk merchandise 
Maybe, maybe. Don't you want to? Isn't that the way the world's going? Don't you feel good knowing that your four ninety nine is helping support somebody? You could also that do you a, are Patreon. a major fan of Patreon no, model. P- Patreon's the dumbest. I mean, pa- that's just stupid. Go direct to direct to consumer. You don't need to go put. I don't know. If pa- I don't know if Patreon's business model, but you don't need to bring them into the mix. You have your own channel, your own content distribution system. It's it's easy. Mm, okay, I understand I, Patreon, I, but I, I'm with you with Patreon. I don't see it as a sustainable business model. I mean, the young jerks are on there you know the the the, the esteemed young jerks oh, that, that spent some time up with that that fucker brian riccio that piece of human filth that slime that used tampon he's coming at people left and right kirk finally tweeted at him today and just put that piece of garbage <laughs> in his place i hate that guy he's and he has the gall to come at me constantly and, and 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 now he's got his little posse of people his young jerks coming at me saying relevant to who well who are you oh you're hiding behind a veil they're doing the mark moroso argument with me because I'm fucking hiding behind a veil. I somehow can't have anything relevant to say or any discussions. Yeah, like PFT they, commenter. He hides behind a veil. I just can't. Anyway, do we have more Kirk? Do we have more of Kirk yes, uh, going at this? Let's hear more. I don't want to do. I don't want to be part of Radio.com Sports. That's right. I don't think it's a good idea. I actually don't think the content on it's going to be good. I'm just being honest. What a shock. Um, I want to do my own network. I want the Kirk Minahan Network on Radio.com where it's my show, my podcast, other podcasts, other shows, uh, for 24 hours a day. That's it. And that's all. So until that happens, or until I am told, A, where the studio is going to be, a start date, away from radio.com, sports, in my own world, and a better place to do my podcast while the interim is going on, I'm not doing anything. I'm not doing a podcast. I won't be participating in anything. Uh, and you have one month one month music, to do baby. it. I'm going to give you till the middle of June. Today's what? May 14th? One. One month radio.com people, intercom people, to make that happen. Uh, or I'm going to uh, pursue things legally and leave. That's it. I know a good lawyer. That's it. William Mendelssohn, best Patriots coverage in the business. Uh, how you doing? I'm uh, <laughs> sick and tired of being fucked around. That's it. And I do believe now that I am being fucked over. I think they're just making me sweat and making me feel shitty about myself and given where I've been mentally and given the way the company treated me last time. And let's be honest, like, I'm glad they brought me back and they're paying me. I'm grateful. I work for nice people. This is epic. Um, but I'm done. I'm done. I'm the best radio personality in America. And I'm sitting around waiting and doing a podcast at Mix 104.1 when the public access show is over. So we're done doing Mark Morosa now. There'll be no podcast. There'll be no nothing. Yeah. Zilch. Gotta look at Mark Morosa every Until day. I get what I want, which is my own network on Radio.com. I want to be right. on Radio.com Sports. I want to be on after Seth Payne. I want to be on show, after all this stuff. I'm done. Done, 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 done. So coming know, up at noon, we got trash it. talk with no Line Mike and MHP. Big things to do. You know, I, it's no big deal, and you can <sighs> say I'm whining or whatever. Let's not forget uh, our overnight uh, show it. on tap. Promise things, uh, <laughs> and it's been what I would consider uh, broken Country promises. Country ninety three with Dave uh, Colony from people. And I think there's a, a belief that they don't want me to be on the air right now, which is okay. Um, but let's just let's just end this right now, or let's give me what I want, one way or the other. Um, and the ball is in your court. That's the people great. at Radio.com and Intercom, and there's good people there, and I understand. But I'm. Uh, I'm done waiting around. Are there good people That's there? It. I kind of sat there and taken it. Jeff Salatosis and, like, you know, and a couple Tim of things jumped out at me. 
um, you know, going in into that lousy podcast thing and, and <laughs> squeezing in time, all these other shitty shows that go on and shitty podcasts are done and promoted and all that stuff. They gave more energy and I'm to breaking balls. And I'm busting my ass to try and I do know this stuff. And I'm ignored and almost like mocked. And it's just like, you know, fuck it. I, you know, I'm done. How two, come you'll play this men, forever, but you cut off Mike's up, voicemail? Thought, by the way. Because Mike was uh, boring. No, that's a good point. Uh, one is Neil Young, who I've mentioned a lot lately. Neil Young in his career has said, I'm going to do what I want, and everybody else can go uh, shit. And that's where I'm at right now. I wasn't <laughs> like that a couple weeks ago, a few months ago. I thought, well, there's a reason they're doing this. Well, there's going to be this. Well, I trust these people. I don't, uh, I don't feel that way now. Um, again, when I go to a station... The ratings double, triple. When I leave, Amen. they go down 70, 80%. Think that's the case with Seth Payne or John Heyman or Brian Scalabrini. The deceptively fast what podcast. What the fuck are we doing here? Um, so, and they, you know, in this idea, I'm going to do a two-hour live-to-tape podcast that management's going to listen to and promote and, uh, and and give the thumbs up to. And, oh, good, good to go. Yeah, you did a good that's job today. Great interview that's today. ridiculous. Nope. Don't think so. Uh, the other guy is... The other guy is who? Is um, Graham Nash, Bruce Springsteen, George Washington. Balls. Steve from Providence. <laughs> An old EI caller who I had on the podcast yesterday. He and I screamed at each other for a half hour. He made a couple of good points and made me think about it. Can you believe this? One of the biggest idiots who ever Neil lived. Young and Steve from Providence. God Steve. bless America. When uh, everything gets done, I release these podcasts. You'll hear that one. So, uh... If That's they really gave him it. the rights to I wish those. it was deeper than that, but there's a lot of ways I'm frustrated and angry. And unfortunately, I do think the John Henrys and Sam Kennedy, by the way, is an asshole. <laughs> um, sorry. And uh, the rest of the uh, the rest of these people here uh, who have put this together, the Shirleys and the Murchisons, who is also a really big fucking asshole. Hello, Bob. Hey, hey, hey Bobby. Bang on this. How are you? Um, hey, Bobby. I think it's I think it's time. You know. And uh, oh, by the way, I do. I am pleased, by the way, that the uh, that the ratings of the year are going down the toilet. I'm not going to lie to you. I think Joe Zarbama. So I want to pause here because this is the first time he's really come forward and said, "I'm really, 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 what really happy that they're failing." He's been veiled. He's talked about, "I want them to do well," but this is the first vitriol of "fuck those guys." Well, yeah, I think this is the first time he's. Uh trying to just say, go scorched earth. There's still that echo, by the way. Um, this is the first time where he's really just saying, fuck these guys, I can't handle this. Uh, I'm going to just be more honest than I usually am with this because I think that for a long time, he's been trying to remain above it. He's been trying to forget that, block those guys, move forward. And he's talked about how you know that's something that's best for him and his own mental health. But there's a certain point where you gotta say, admit that, yeah, you st- still does hurt and you can kind of, Take some pleasure in the fact that they're failing without you because he was important. And now without him, they've lost 60% of their listeners. And where has this guy been to help Kirk? There's maggot. Where has this guy been? (laughs) Where has this guy been? 4-1-11 for my anniversary. And then... uh, Oh, sorry. These are the numbers he gave uh, (laughs) 7-1-11. Chris, a lot of ones here. No, you're absolutely right. Not a word, not a sniff of support from those guys. And lately it's been... 
the late Kirk Menahan. Yes, the late Kirk Menahan. And when they, they they're doing they, it was pathetic the other day. They were doing the greatest hits. They were doing um they were replaying a segment from the old Dennis and Callahan show days where drunk Curtis is drunk Eric Curtis. I'm sorry. Uh, by the way, they've made it a mandate that they no longer say drunk Eric Curtis. Have you noticed that, DC? No, because I don't listen to that show. Drunk Eric Curtis. No, they now deliberately only say drunk Curtis. I think because they don't want us to grab the audio. They're hemorrhaging ratings and they're playing the greatest hits. They're listening back to drunk Curtis trying to do, you know, fucking talk show or TV trivia. Fucking bullshit! Thank you. You want to play some more Kirk? Let's finish it out. I should lose his job and I think Mark Cannon should lose his job. So that's it. That's it from here. Uh, And I'm not at a train station. That's not funny. That's not funny. Um, (laughs) Everyone can hear me okay? So yeah, so, and by the way, in the interim, I will be doing some of my own podcasting as well in a whole different format. Where? Uh, as Ooh, I wait for my thing to happen. Um, or not happen. Four nine nine month. So there'll be some of that as well, because I don't want to be sitting on the I'm bench. I'm thinking Barstool. Um, but, you know, I think they tried to bench me on purpose. I think they tried to silence me. And so I think we're done doing that. And I'm not just going to take a lot of money to sit around. And That's my quarterback! Um, I actually bought their act for a while. And I think given my mental health and given my situation, especially this time of year where I am really struggling, um, I think it's borderline shameful that they've acted this way uh, again. So, and yeah, I know my hair does look terrible. Jesus, look at that, huh? That is awful. Absolutely terrible. Sponsored um, by Dr. Robert Leonard. So, you know, if... Uh, Dr. Matthew jeez. Oh, That's right. comes a guy. This, go. is, this is That's an intercom right agent, now. by the way, trying to run him over. I have uh, this book. These walls can talk. This guy's going by me. Listen to that. It was a hit and run. So I've got the uh, Daily Arnold If These Walls Could Talk books. I'm going to go in the bathroom and masturbate to that. (laughs) Um, And that should be it. So there you go. So uh, that's all I got. Okay. Diva. Diva. One more time. I would say that to not support Kirk is to be anti-American. That's and right. if you don't, the terrorists win. That's yeah, what I would say. We are not going to let the, t- the terrorists win in this case. We are we are going to take a stand against racism and sexism and misogyny and hypocrisy and all the bad things by supporting our good friend Kirk Minahan. Man, do we want to do we have time to call anybody? Can we call somebody? Hello? Hey Chris, it's uh, DEC MHB and Dave Cullinan on the Minifan show. What's up Chris? Hey guys, first time, long time. Oh yeah. <laughs> hey Chris, Chris, do you want to be on the air? Talk to the guys. Uh oh, who am I talking to right now? This is this is MHB. Do you want to talk to the guys? Oh yeah, that'd be cool. Okay, what's your hold on? I'm gonna, I'm gonna put you on the air right now. Oh, can you call me back? Hey, my friend. Hi, welcome morning. to the Fan Show. Hey, Chris from Wakefield here. First time, long time. Excited to be on the program. Oh hey, Chris. Nice to talk to you. What's your opinion <laughs> so, on this whole Kirk Menahan situation? Well, we all knew this was coming, guys. I mean, you guys have been talking about it for months now on your podcast. We've seen hints of it. But I have a different take. Okay. You know, we've been getting podcasts pretty much three, four times a week from Kirk. You guys have been doing a great job, I think, uh, covering his world. And um, then what happened yesterday? Blind Mike goes in for a meeting. 
mm-hmm. and records a podcast that no one's ever going to hear. And he does a meeting where he not only is the worst negotiator in history, probably the world, starting out at zero. <laughs> I forgot. And then that. trying to work his way back. And what does Kirk do the next day? He gives up, tells Intercom to go fuck themselves. And not in a program. It really has nothing to do with Intercom. It's, it's why Mike. Blind Mike's fault. It's all Mike's fault. Excuse me. No, I really think you guys should I'm think willing about to pay you to be, on, to be the, the social media guy. Will you allow I, no, me to yeah, pay you? I, I think Mike, um, and I just saw him tweet something out, um, very personal, and I hate the fucking shit on him when he's having a moment, but... Um, he didn't see it. He's, I think he's, uh, I mean, but he's really at fault for all this, and we really should, you guys should really think about bumping trash talk down, sorry, MHB, you're going to have to find a second gig, and then moving okay. uh, on tap up and make room for the upcoming Kirk Minahan show with Dave Cullen in as a producer for a couple of days and then fuck up and get fired. <laughs> I am interested what he meant by he's going to keep going in the interim. What do you think he's going to do? Just more periscopes? Uh, I miss I mean, that. It could be periscope. It could be uh, what uh, I retweeted today from Patrick Gilroy where he said, isn't blindside pods the perfect spot for Kirk to host a few rogue pods over the next 30 days? Seems like it was born f- for this type of thing. You know, like that's that, that network really could do something like that. I think that's, I mean, isn't that a bre- breach of his contract though, Dave? It, it could be. And it sounds like the management over at blindside pods are the exact people who are putting Kirk in this place to want to quit his job at this yeah. moment. So I don't know if that's the best spot. Uh, I think Mike sacrificing himself and letting Kirk be the new leader of the blindside pod network. So, I mean, I don't know, that could be an option, but I think you guys are right with Periscope and other things where he's going to try to get out there. I mean, I made the joke. I don't know if anybody cares because I have like 60 followers, but um, yeah, follow, give, give us your hand. I'll plug it. Including, oh no, it's at Christian. I don't really care. Um, it has nothing to do with that. But like, I think his Periscope this morning probably had more views than people that listen to the morning show. I would Overall, say that that's likely. Play. I mean, uh, he can go on Periscope and communicate quicker. He can go live. Most people, he's got, what, 70,000 Twitter followers. Most people get notified when he goes live. Yeah, it's a quicker way to get out to everybody. He can do short messages from wherever Barnes and Noble's house. I think that Kirk timed this announcement very well. It has been almost exactly six months since he was on the air at WEEI. A typical and it's been six weeks since he's been saying that he was starting to interview producers. Right, Dave. Is that my fault that yes. he has to do that again? Yes, clearly that stinks. Yeah, I think well, you. Fuck, well, I mean, you and Mike are pretty much the reason why we're all fucked. Because if you had a real <laughs> producer, you probably would have kept going. I actually do morons. wonder that. I was going to ask you guys that. Do you think that if I was still there, that management at Radio.com would still be trying to railroad them? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think yeah. it has anything to do with you or anybody else. I mean, I think that you're much more, I mean, you're about a hundred times as competent as a producer, maybe a thousand times as competent a producer as, as, uh, as that, as that, that Toad Moroso. But Not I think that regardless, it. regardless of that, any promotion that you could do, there still was pushback when it came to you creating a Twitter account. And I, I mean, I know you said as much, uh, there's, so there's still pushback when it comes to live streaming because, you know, clearly they have to approve everything. That's one thing that, that, you know, I've known for a long time that all all of his podcasts, that's the reason that they're never up at the fucking at 10 o'clock, or that's the reason sometimes that Kirk says, oh yeah, it'll be up today, and it's not up today, or it's released like three hours late, because it's up to some ex- 
exec somewhere has to sit there and approve it, listen to it, find time in his day to sit there, listen to it, take yeah. notes, send the editing notes to some to idiot boob Moroso to have him go scrub out whatever he doesn't like, and then finally at that point they're allowed to post it. Am I wrong, Dave? Uh, that sounds accurate. Yeah. To the point that the listeners have to go in and hit that download button as soon as it comes up because they never know, is this going to be taken down? Yep, it's the old the old K and C paranoia, man. I, I remember that there's the, there's that rush where you see it and you got to download it ASAP because you never know when they're going to pull that off the RSS feed. It's crazy. All right, Chris, anything else you want to add? All right, see you. Thanks. There you go. Later. Say hi to Gina. I did promise that we would have a shout out to Mikey in Buffalo, who was a very yeah. Loyal same here. Guy. Yeah, Mikey in Buffalo. He actually he actually. Uh, He's been messaging me back and forth. Super nice guy. He leaves a, leaves a lot of funny voicemails. The other thing I wanted to, to, to touch on is that we've got um, Steve from Gloucester. Uh, we talked about the Steve from Providence, about his podcast with Kirk. So Steve from Gloucester messaged me, and he said, Hey, man, I was in Burlington and was driving to, uh, to work when Kirk was on. So I stopped in to see him at Barnes and Noble. This is the loyalty of the Kirk. No Renahan shit. Fans. That was just that was just a quick on the fly thing. He just stopped and pulled in. Yeah. yeah he wow. was driving right past there and he said that he so he stopped in. So I stopped in to see him and he is clearly upset. We talked for a few minutes after, uh, and he knows he's getting railroaded. Just wanted to pass that along in case there are posts uh, that this was a fake announcement. Um, so he was actually genuinely upset. And then he went on to say, it was good, quick chat, and I know he's frustrated. You just know that the, that the WEI fake accounts and Riccio will be out there in full force to deflect this. So I wanted you to know that he was steaming mad after the announcement. So he was he was uh, clearly, this is not radio shtick, uh, or as Michael Lombardi would say, you, you, you've got a, you and Jerry Springer have a stick. Uh, he's actually, you know, genuinely upset and pissed off, and rightfully so. I mean, he's clearly, these, these, these fucking idiots are... are, are uh, have been toying with him from the beginning uh, and I don't really know why because I'm assuming everything I know about Murphy is that he's like a nice guy you know what I mean so um, yeah but if you keep hearing the same shit just over and over again and nothing is happening to help you out my question is got a snap though? like why what is like what that's what I don't understand like what is what is what does Murphy say to Kirk uh, when when because I know Murphy was in town last week and I'm assuming that he and Kirk had had lunch or something like that what is Murphy saying to him in there oh well Kirk we really value you as a talent but you know we're, we're launching this we already launched we already planned this radio.com sports and we can get you on air there we're just gonna have to think of the think of the insanity of this that he's going to tape live to tape a show that is not going to air live because it has to be pre-approved by management prior to it being released like I remember I remember saying that to him that I had I, I think at that time it was two hours live and one on demand I just I have no idea why that's even it's a question why, it just it's just ridiculous yeah. it doesn't matter it doesn't matter what positive no, intent and in that they're just that stupid that they don't know what well to there do was also them. remember remember a couple weeks ago he did the podcast and he or was a periscope or whatever and he was all gung-ho after some meetings with what we assumed was tim murphy yep. so something has obviously changed he's just like i said he's been dicked around for too long yeah i guess steve clearly did change his mind I would say the one last thing is this is the first time he's been full-throated on calling for Joey and Mark Hannon's firing. That's right. Yeah. He did. He clearly called for Joey and Hannon to be fired, uh, which, um, you know, I think rightfully so to the extent of Hannon from the beginning, I think, and this is this was the reason I even created the parody account. I'm sure he's a nice guy, but 
from the beginning, I don't think he was really a big supporter of Kirk. Uh, I, I always think back to the Fred Toucher rant where he said, I know people, where he his infamous talkers convention where Fred Toucher, oh, I, I, I know people. I know people, okay? I, I'm going to speak at the talkers convention. And he says that, you know, I know people in this industry and you'll be out of the market within a year. And, and sure enough, he was right. Hmm, interesting there. Because who came over from 98.5 to WEI that is a big, big, big fucking fanboy for Fred Toucher? The one and only Mark Hannon. The fact of the matter is that Hannon never tweets or likes posts from, because believe me, I've stalked his page, has never liked posts or tweets uh, from WEI or Kirk and Callahan or Mutt and Callahan, but you look on his uh, his like history and it is riddled with just sucking the nuts of Fred Toucher and 98.5 and the ski team and all their bullshit. So you got that and then you got Zambrano, who is who we all know is a snake and is somebody that is not going to, that doesn't actually really care about actually producing good content or standing by his people. Here's the thing is that, you know, again, I don't I don't really care at this point because Zarbano went up to, you know, our mutual friend Featherston at the White House and said, you know, I hope that you get that you get Bob. And and then I think that uh that um what's his name? That big fat load that that runs the website. Bradford Bradford. Bradford said the same thing or whatever, right? So you guys are willing to surreptitiously behind the scenes because you're so fucking scared shitless by this guy that you go up to Featherston and say, hey, go get him. Hey, go get him. You guy, Featherston, this third party, you take the risk. You go out there and stick your neck on the line. You take this guy down because I'm too fucking scared and have no nuts to to actually do it. That's why Mark Hannon's balls was created, the formerly uh, dearly departed Mark Hannon's balls. That's why that shit was created because these guys, these people have no fucking nuts. Yeah. <laughs> I think it, it tells a lot that Joey's concern was, one, you do the work bringing down Bob, and two, uh, who's this MHB guy? Yeah, that's the first thing. Before he even says, hey, John, good to see you. Go get that Bob guy for us. He says, who's MHB? Yeah, that's his, that's his priority there. This shows you this shows you the level. So, you know, sinkingship.com, as our good friend Ironhead would say. Country 93.7 will be there soon enough. So keep, in, keep in mind, Muskrat MHB going to make it. Muskrat MHB going to make an appearance. Muskrat MHB. So I think that we need to be focused in continuing to talk about the content that Kirk's producing, however he does it, wherever he does it, because these 30 days are going to be fucking bananas. Oh, yeah. Everybody, uh, by the way, um, listen to listen to our good buddy Blobspot. Uh, I would say delete radio.com, delete the application, do not support it, do not support any intercom programs, uh, leave leave a one-star, you can go to iTunes and leave a one-star review for the radio.com app, and, and just, just let them know, continue to tweet at that radio.com handle, continue to tweet at Tim Murphy, um, and, and let them know that we are dissatisfied with the way that Kirk is being treated well, right now. How am now, I going to hear Gary prefer- Craig's finale on the 96.5 TIC? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you want Brian Scalabrini and big time basketball, or do you want to hear the Kirk Minahan show? I mean, let's let's let's. It doesn't take a fucking genius to, to see that there's a talent disparity. All right, sounds boys. Like we're, All right, boys. Sounds like we're rolling. We're rolling out. All right. All right. See you, Dinks. See you, Dinks. See Free Kirkman.